Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by StrikeForceEnergy.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Hey. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, Howard Schultz and ISIS. Howard Schultz and ISIS is what we're screaming out tonight. (laughs) That is what we're screaming out tonight, kids. Uh, No, we're screaming about what, uh, what the number one thing in my life I don't give a fuck about. Refugees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get yeah. into that tasty treat later. It's like, that's yeah. a shit show. Boy, yeah, when, when people are protesting a, over refugees they, and not homeless veterans, what I, the fuck is going I, on? Like, in the like, world? Yeah, like, it's like saying that I give a fuck about yellow cab right now would be the same thing as yeah. saying about refugees. Like, yeah. I take Uber, motherfuckers, because you know why? Because you're I'm, rude I'm, and you're stupid. And you don't know how to speak English. So oh fuck you. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross, I'm excited because one of our close friends is here today, Mr. Jeremy. The one and only Jeremy, Jeremy. Horn. Oh, are you talking about Jeremy Gramhorn? Those are the only uh, yeah. the only two Jeremy. famous people we've ever had on Drinking Bros is 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 literally BJ Penn and Jeremy Horn. Yeah, good yeah. company then. And look, I think he's the well, first one from Omaha, Nebraska we've ever had on the show. Is that true, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> He's that motherfucking Wikipedia up over there. He's digging pretty deep. I'm not. Oh, I just God. look. I know. I, I know a lot about him. Uh, I used you to have a pillow. Pillowcase. You know anything about fried mayonnaise balls in Omaha? <laughs> no, I don't. You never heard about those? <laughs> I have not. Uh, okay. They're big in uh, Omaha. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, called, they're huge in Omaha. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that and corn. Corn, yes, I have heard of corn. <laughs> you have heard of corn? Yes. Oh, Ross, he's heard of corn. Oh, he's heard of corn. the fucking world has heard of corn. What, well, which well, kind? I'm not talking about the band. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about agriculture right now. You think more people know about the band corn than ag- like yeah. the, the food corn? Yeah, people <laughs> are into fucking... agriculture. People ignore agriculture. Oh, I think that's a drawback yeah. to our society. Well, if you don't know him, I know you know him, Ross, because you got that Wikipedia. But Jeremy is is a close friend of the Black Rifle Company uh, group. He is a UFC legend in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And owns a, yes, gi- he is. a gym here locally. He's a shooter, a marksman. And what's your gym called, Jeremy? For Elite the- Performance. Elite Performance. Yep. I yep. see him down there every Saturday and get my ass humbled by the, the fighters down there. So I just, I go down there for the Instagram photo to pretend I fight. Hey, that's all it takes, right? <laughs> yeah. If it's on Facebook. It must be true. Exactly. It, it, it must be there, true. Two steps away from the UFC. I want to get I want to get uh, JT down in the gym. I think that'd be a good uh, podcast video. Yeah, roll around it's, on the mat. It, that'd be nice. That'd be yeah, a nice thing. Yeah, roll around on the mat. Just maybe like ten minutes of of jujitsu with Jeremy. Just, just you know, four sets of five second rounds. I'm good with <laughs> and that. And I'm good. <laughs> Hot dogs Wait, in what's the corner. The resting period between Hot dogs uh, in the corner. Eight eight minutes. <laughs> I, I need a bucket of dogs. <laughs> like if you could just have a bucket of steamed dogs, like uh, I'm good. And and some cream soda, <laughs> like the non-diet cream go. soda, like the really yeah, thick I'm good shit. To go. Dousing, like, I would dousing him with cream soda right after he fights. God, these are disgusting. Yeah, well, well, hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Uh, really thankful to have you. We're gonna get into your two half brothers, Sid and Matt Anderson, um, along along <laughs> with your younger brother Marshall Horn. Uh, after we talk about the sponsors, um. We surprisingly, we we got a few sponsors who put this whole fucking shit wagon on the air. Uh, I can't believe it. 
Um, the first one, the first one is 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 not uh, an MMA type of uh, events, but but it could be. I'm talking about StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce. Uh, Strikeforce Energy like is the hit. tastiest, tiniest little tin pouch full of energy, and it goes in every single liquid you could imagine. It's better than five-hour energy. It's it look. It's better than anything you've had in your entire life, energy-wise, except for taking a I'm fucking pretty- buck knife to your own arm. I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, the Matt Best Freedom the fuck on books sponsored by Strikeforce because we've been you've been I know you've been writing with it and same here because I've been oh, yeah. charging through that edit high as fuck on that Strikeforce killing it killing it Matt and I are almost finished with this fucking edit and we can go back to the real world uh, but god damn it this is going to be a good book uh, really excited about that go to strikeforceenergy.com for all your energy needs uh, type in the promo code Drinking Bros. You get twenty percent off. They ship everywhere in the entire world, uh, including including to all the refugees down in Syria. Um, they're shipping to Syria these days. They're shipping to Yemen because uh, a lot of people a lot of people emailed us in. They were like, "Hey man, you guys ship to Yemen? Yeah, man, we do. We do. We ship to all the uh, uh, the the refugee hideaway countries. Uh, strike for ships to them." <laughs> Um, so if you if you got left on that plane or you got left at an embassy uh, and you need to stay awake because you don't know when you're getting on the next plane to America, go, go to get to some strike force and, and, and order it up and we'll have it shipped to you. Uh, we ship to all the embassies. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros, 20% off and they get a subscription of the month. Uh, next up is a new fan fave to the show. God damn it. It's a little company called ghostbed.com. Yes. We all got yes. mattresses. Matt Best, how was your mattress? Dude, I need to give them a public thank you because I, I'm moving to my new place and I had to get rid of a bed and I needed a bed. They sent me a California King, which is kind of hard to buy sheets for, by the way, so watch out for that. But that motherfucker is comfy. And those pillows, it is literally the like best. sitting on the ass cheek of Kim Kardashian before the fake ass. It is so <laughs> fucking bubbly and nice. They're unbelievable. These mattresses, I, here's the thing. There's a, there's a photo floating around online. Uh, where you see me buck naked, uh, f- fucking on it, fucking on the mattress. That's legit. Um, cause these mattresses are not only to fuck on, you can also make love on them if that's what you're into. Um, you know, when you got that wife pussy, anything's capable, you know, well, look, anything's possible in the world these days, Matt, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, let's say you're out there at home and you're looking for a bed to throw a couple prosties down, tie some people up. <laughs> you can do that on a ghost bed. Um, ghost bed is so good to fuck on It's like it's not even there Hence the term ghost bed uh, Go to ghostbed.com I, I hope you just came up with that Because that's good Go to ghostbed.com Forward slash drinking bros uh, They got some sweet promo deals Here's the biggest thing uh, That we're amped about that they did They're giving away five free mattresses to veterans Every single month um, nobody's offered to do shit like that before. So if you go and you're a veteran, just type in your email. There's no strings at all. They're literally just giving five mattresses away every month, um, which is fucking awesome. I guess all the owners, uh, all their family was in military. So uh, they're really hooking the shit up. By the way, when, when you go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros, just for using that link, you get $50 off a fucking bed. That's right. $50 off a fucking bed. And I, I think you get free pillows. I think you get free pillows too. Uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. It, it's and it's actually a legit bed. It's not like you're just pumping a sponsor. I fucking legit enjoy that bed. Uh, it's, it's the greatest. It's it's the greatest bed ever. Uh, next up, we got Ready Man, Evan Hafer. You want to give us the sitch? 
Oh, shit. Ready, man. Master the art of self-reliance. Yeah. Or self-sufficiency. So you can do either one. Ready, man has all kinds of cool gadgetry around uh, preparedness, self-reliance, survival. You got Jeff Kirkham over there. He's got seven patents. He's the inventor of a lot of that. So you've got the Wilderness Survival card specifically, which is a badass piece of gear. Plus, you've got the individual first aid kit or the IFAC, if you remember that acronym. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a badass gear site for, uh, I I don't know, if you could say badass dudes. What? You can say that. Name. You can say that out loud. Badass that's not, that's not, dudes. Yeah. Go over there and use the uh, promo or discount code drinking or drinking bros and take a discount on all their gear. Yeah. This would be our new promo thing. Bring the man back. That's all. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring the, man, the back. man back and put him in you. Yeah, put, yeah. put, put that bring man the back man in Inside you. of you, yeah. in exactly. your bum hole. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, next up, In we got WarfighterTobacco.com. WarfighterTobacco.com didn't want us to, to, to do any fucking promotion for them. They just said, hey, thank you for enjoying our product. We love all of you guys. They were so amped about the response at SHOT Show from everybody. Uh, they just want to say thank you. That's not good enough for me, so I'm going to tell you to go to WarfighterTobacco.com. Type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS. You get 10% off everything. That's fucking uh, cigars, humidors, and t-shirts. Big fan of Scott Jensen, the boys, and Rocco is a co-owner. Uh, next up, StraightRazor.com. My personal fave. Welcome back to the 1800s. If you want to shave a whole fucking horse, go to straightrazor.com. You can shave that horse down in less than five minutes. Uh, been using it daily, kids. Big, big fan. Best shave I've ever had in my adult life. I had better younger, uh, but it was from a, uh, my next door neighbor. She was uh, about 54, recently divorced, and she used to shave me for a little bit. Um, we had some fun times. <laughs> but um, you, you, uh, Hey, you know the best shave I ever had? What's up? When I threw my fucking razor in the trash can and grew a beard, all right? Oh, oh wait, that's not good shit. For <laughs> Don't lie. You edge up, though, dude. That beard is too I pretty. Do. I do. I edge too up pretty. with a straight I get edged up with a straight razor. Yeah, go to straightrazor.com. They were here's the thing. I actually read up on them because I was so amped about their shit. They're the number one cologne fucking aftershave voted on in the entire world. Uh fun fact. And it's true. I use that shit every goddamn day. Next up, we got a, we got another new one of the show. Yeah, I'm talking about battlebox.com. That's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. That's right. There's no E in it. The E is silent in battle anyways, so they fucking threw it out. Here's the thing, kids. Every day there seems to be a new survival and tactical subscription box coming out, but these guys are the OGs. Uh, and their boxes are superior to the rest. They, they, there really just isn't any other competition. There's four four tiers, 25 a month up to 150 a month. Most people go with the top tier. Look, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Oh, you busy spending that paper. Uh, but get the top tier. Uh, they got the Pro Plus. Uh, it comes with the knife of the month in it. Uh, here's the thing, kids. If you loved, if you loved Carnivore Club, imagine for a fucking survival and tactical gear. Uh, this is the new carnivore club for that. It's like Christmas every fucking month when the battle box arrives. I loved it. I got my fucking box. It was awesome. It was, it was a water purification kit. I loved it. Uh, go to the website, go to battlebox.com, type in the promo code. Uh, the promo code is this kids. F-H-R-I-T-P. That's F-H-R-I-T-P. You get 11% off your first box. Not 10. You get 11% off your first box. Go to BattleBox.com, kids. Big, big fan. Big, big fan of the, the, the tactical gear and survival equipment. They're doling out. 
Last but not least, it's it's a it's a company that's near and dear to Evan Haver's heart, Mr. Black Rifle oh, Coffee. Oh shit! Black Rifle Coffee is a premium roast to order coffee company. We roast and ship your coffee all within a seventy-two hour period. You're looking at the finest, freshest cup of coffee in the United States. And as we speak, we have a former first Special Forces group guy who is our master or roast master, Edwin Parnell, down in. I uh, just got out of El Salvador, and now he's headed to Costa Rica. He is getting us direct trade relationships with the organic farms in each and, each and every one of those countries. So we're looking at Nicaragua, El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Colombia to be kicking off here in the next three months. So if you guys want, and, and I will say this about Black Rifle Coffee, and this is what differentiates us from everybody else. We know coffee. There are a ton of fucking coffee companies out there now in the tactical industry. That have started in the last year. Yeah, that have started in the last year. All these guys are doing is they're just rebagging from commercial roasters. Do your research, okay? There's a handful of guys that are really coffee roasters. Like Alpha Coffee. Yeah. Now those guys are fucking real coffee roasters. The yeah. dude knows how to roast coffee. He spent a lot of time in South America. Day yeah. Espresso Lay Bear. The fucking dude knows how to roast coffee. Everybody else, and I should say everybody else, like the big name coffee companies out there, <laughs> they fucking rebag commercial bagged coffee. Fuck that. We don't do it. We roast no. it here. And, and Evan, I will say this because I just started on your subscription uh, of the month. Changed my life. Boom. I fucking love the goddamn coffee. I sent you a text the other day. Never, you never even replied to me. Um, yeah, because, because the only thing that you do is you send me back dick shots. I got it. Dick dude. pics. Like yeah. your dick is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I got but, it. It's uh, huge. I, dude, I, I, I don't understand why the urethra hole is so big, though. <laughs> I don't know if you've been stretching that thing out. out or what. A lot of liquid coming out. A lot of liquid coming out. Sometimes solid, sometimes just 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 straight liquid. But yeah. uh, that, that looks know. like the end of a fire hose. I know. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. I know. Uh, but hey, <laughs> this is going to be the the easiest segue of all time because I, I really really want to dive into what you did uh, with Starbucks in the uh, refugee crisis. That was fucking hilarious by the way evan i mean that was savage oh, uh ruthless of, some people got it some people didn't get it some people, some people got it some people <laughs> some people get how it. do you not get that bottom left yeah. like how, how do you, you racist assholes tell, like, tell the audience you, what you, you did explain for the audience who didn't see it all right so what i did is we were here on a podcast last night uh till late in the evening was it like oh i shouldn't say late it was like six o'clock what we did was um we developed a meme that said, because Starbucks, Starbucks says, Vowed? we vow to hire 10,000 refugees, right? Because refugees is like, it should be at the foremost, you know, thought in our mind about taking care of all these fucking people from seven countries that we have travel bans for 90 days. I mean, people are up in arms about this shit because of the hundred people that we're going to fucking inconvenience in the next 90 days. So, <laughs> you know, we, we posted a meme about it, it. And here's the deal, which is like going back to what, what the meme was all about, which was Starbucks vows to hire fucking 10,000 refugees. That was their message. Yesterday. That was their message. They, they we, said that we countered we didn't with change it. Black rifle vows to hire 10,000 veterans. So, but that's a huge thing for us. Like our company right now, we're sub 50 people. And what they did is they said, in the next five years, we're going to hire 10,000 or 10,000 veterans. That's what they said two years ago. Yeah. There are 8,800 or three years ago. There are 8,800 veterans hired. Good on them. Fucking right on, dude. But they have 
over 300,000 people that work for that fucking coffee company internationally. So 10,000 veterans. Good job, guys. That's like me saying, hey, I'm going to hire a fucking veteran next month. One. One. Actually, actually no, I'm, I'm going to hire a fraction of one. Of one. I'm going to give a guy an hour worth of fucking work next month. For us to vow to hire 10,000 people in the next five years, 10,000 veterans, dude, you know how much fucking work we just signed on to do? And what I was doing was we're, we're painting light, which is why is there a refugee ban on these seven countries? Because of a direct threat from ISIS. Right, we're, we're not banning because we're like, oh, uh, we hey, we, we don't like this yeah, country. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like, dude, it's a direct threat. And here's the fucking inside scoop, which is as these fucking terrorists have rolled through these countries, they've been fucking scooping up passports and hopping on fucking planes and heading international. So, yeah, there is a big and, threat. And nuking thousands of people. There's like a just, big fucking. You know threat. all those videos you see when they're just cutting throats and throwing them in the river? That. Dude, yeah. they're taking documents. Yeah, this isn't about this isn't about fucking Trump. This isn't about like it's not about conservative versus liberal. It's about the hysteria generated around something that is so fucking insignificant when we have real issues that we should be tackling. And so everybody got butt hurt because I had a picture of ISIS on there holding fucking Starbucks. Yeah, that's that's cups. a part of the satire of putting, you know, ISIS and Starbucks on there. It's a fucking joke. It's not a dick. Don't take it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I like that. Yeah. Nailed yeah, it. Did. And, it is. and it's like, we've got bigger fish to fry and that's exactly what we put in the comments. We're like, I think we, we say enough. Well, fuck that thing went like viral within hours it was shared and shared. I fucked 30,000 times. Yeah, you know what I don't get either is everybody, you know, we have, we have patriotism here in the United States. We have patriotism based on people that were colonized from, from, from the UK and, and, and everywhere over there that we said, fuck you guys, we're making our own country. And we, we stood our ground and we fought for it. So... Now all these, all, these, all these people in these countries that are in their own fights for independence, they're just running away. Fuck off. Start fighting. Like, you want your land? You want your freedom? You want that? Fucking pick up a goddamn weapon and fight for it. That's what our ancestors did. Yeah, I, every country in the history of civilization has, has rose up against wh whatever they felt was you know, wrong and, and fought. Uh, fought to have their freedom to some capacity. Fuck, we did it. Every, every country's done it. Why are we supposed to take everybody else's fucking people? Dude, I think it's a super complex situation. And at the end of the day, like, it's not our duty here as business owners to fucking solve the immigration problem. What all we're saying is we vow as entrepreneurs to progress our business and hire what matters, which is veterans. And that's the case in point with a little sprinkle of satire on top of it. And people can't see that. And that's fine. We don't fucking care. Um, and, and it got pulled and it is what it is, but we're going to stay true to the root of what we believe in, which is empowering veterans, giving them a voice that matters again. And that's that. Did you think that meme was too much, Jeremy? No, I don't get offended very easily though. Do, what do you think that's from just like your course of life? And honestly, because I just don't really give a damn what other people think. You know, I, I mean, I make my own decisions and I try to view life through my experiences and what I've dealt with. And I see something that's, you know, maybe a little off color. I just don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't phase if me. If only everybody shared that. Life <laughs> yeah, would right? be so easy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It, it, yeah, it's, it, it's a tough one. I, uh, uh, cause I'm in, I'm in Evan's camp where I just don't care. Um, I, I, to me, you shouldn't be having kids 
if you can't take care of them and all that other shit, like that's it's just crazy to me. Those countries have been shitty for thirty, you know, to fifty years or whatever. You know what you're getting into, and if you're gonna put a child in the world in that situation, like it's gonna end up bad. Um, so I don't know. I, I could I, I could go on for this for like hours. Yeah, there's part of that too where it's like people like make fun of sensitivity, but the second it's it's put on them, they they throw the world's largest fit, you know. And I think people just need to relax a little bit on on all sides and. It's yeah, it's it's somewhat of a marketing tool because it's a shareable meme. But at the end of the day, it it's you know depicting the true well, message of our said. company. Starbucks we, yesterday came out yeah. and made a statement and said what was important to them. We quoted them and we said what was important to us. Right, and that's the thing. It's like people take their and make develop their own opinions without even us providing the information. Saying, "Well, Starbucks did hire ventures." We never said that they didn't do that. We're no. simply saying so, our okay, counter you to their today to hire ten thousand. Our counter to that is we said, "Well, we're right. going to work our asses off to try and hire ten thousand fucking veterans." because yeah. the military veterans that have been that have that have suffered freaking thirteen, fourteen years of war is important to us to take care of. Wayne Coffee. Yeah, and lots of coffee. And coffee. And coffee. coffee. But who better to make that coffee than veterans? You know? <laughs> I do. I've been living with my French press now. I threw away my Korg machine and I sent a picture to Evan because he 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 needs me to change and I and I will do it. I'm sorry for that. Okay. Yeah, you're no, changing. No, he, I like that. Yeah, I like he's that. He's changing. He's morphing right in front of me. I am it's amazing. Turning into a coffee snow. I mean, like he's got a beautiful flannel on. It's the first time that I've seen him not wearing a t-shirt in quite a few <laughs> quite a few weeks, actually. Wow. You're, look at you're, that, he's Nate. wearing shoes. I think that's because of the snow on the ground. And yeah. he's wearing pants. I'm, I'm I'm a big boy today. He's a big boy. You know? <laughs> It's well, a, I have like a girl a, living with me now, so it's like I'm trying to be a yeah. little more adult, you know. Okay. No, I'm not. That's not no. true at all. No, that's fucking no. That's now wait a minute. When true. we were at the uh, the VBA last year, yeah. I, I told Evan that I use a French press, and he looked me right in the eye and said, "You're a damn communist." Well, because here's the deal: that the the objective is to get people off. Like I, we sell K cups. I'm not gonna lie. We we sell them because people like the ease in which they can get coffee. Yeah, I'm, not I'm, against I'm that. one of those people. I'm always going to push people towards doing something that, that I feel is a better or higher quality product. So uh, in order of product quality and coffee, in my mind, you're going to have like, I'm an espresso drinker. I drink espresso pretty much all day. If I can't drink espresso, I drink um, uh, pour over. So pour over can come in several different methods. But then if I can't do pour over, then I do like a, a drip. If I can't do drip, then I'll do French press. If I can't do French press, then I do fucking K-cup. That's like in order of priority. So gotcha. what I look at this is like the closer I can get you guys to drinking espresso, the fucking better I am. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I like the ease of it. The, the French press is pretty easy because I bought one of those electric water heaters from Target. Exactly. Right. You yep. got one of those, Jeremy? Yep. Yeah, you fucking like two minutes, if that, the water's heated, and then four minutes stir on the French press, and you got yourself a nice cup of joe. Yep. I'm a K-cup drinking motherfucker, dude. Uh, you fucking really bitch! Am. Hey, J- Jeremy, by, by the way, what, what, are you, uh, what are you doing out in, in Salt Lake City? Do you live there? Uh, yeah, I've been out here for about 15 years now. Been running a gym for 12, 13. Was that the gym you trained out of for, for all your, your MMA? Uh, not all of them. For the last few years, I have. Uh, I moved out here in uh, 2004, I think. And uh, no, a little before that, 2003, maybe. Uh, I opened a gym in 2004. So from my uh, second fight with Chuck on, I've been training out here. And you got the new facility now that's what shit? Only 
that's a year old now. Yeah, yeah. We moved in uh, uh, October of last year, so a little, little over a year uh, of 2015. So a little over a year. It's fucking awesome. How, how, I long, get my, how long have you been ahead, retired, by the way? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> wow, no, uh, you no know, way. Yeah, when was your last fight? Starting to run the gym and starting to train other guys. Uh, my own fight schedule has slowed down a little bit, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not retired yet. I still would like to fight more. Uh, but it's still. just it gets yeah it gets pushed down the list of priorities a little bit because I got other things uh, taking precedence. But uh, it's still on the list. It's not. It's not off the list yet. Okay, because yes. I'm gonna try to yeah. weasel my way into the corner on that fight. All right, done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the ice bucket guy where I don't say anything. I just hold the ice. <laughs> we can do that. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, because you know, Jeremy, just going back over your career for the audience. Um, I mean, you fought Frank Shamrock, uh, Chuck Liddell. And uh, yep. Range 15 star, Randy Couture. Um, yes, indeed. You've, I mean, you've gone up against the best of the best for years and years and years. I mean, you're, you know, that, that Shamrock fight was in 98, correct? Mm-hmm. So how, how are you still hammering away 20 years later inside the octagon? I mean, that's why, that's why I assumed you were retired. Like, that's a fucking crazy, crazy amount of time to be fighting in, in, in the MMA. So I've had a couple other people uh, ask me that. I don't really know what it's attributed to, but I kind of think um, my perspective is this. If you're made of mush, you can't really get hurt. So, um, <laughs> you know, you can, you can, <laughs> I like that. That's, yeah, Jared that, that's, resonates that's with that Jared's well. life slogan. Right so there. I mean, think about it. If you have just a pile of mud, you can stomp on it as much as you want. It's still a pile of mud. You didn't do anything to it. So that's kind of what I think. I mean, I can go through a lot of abuse and it doesn't really change me. Uh, it doesn't really hurt me. Doesn't really affect me much. Yeah, I would call you a pile of mud. You're scary as fuck, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah, scary. Uh, so who? <laughs> out, out, let, let's say uh, if you had to gun to your head, who was the toughest competitor you you went up against in the last twenty years? Uh, you know, that's it's a really hard question to answer because tough is kind of a a, a relative word. I mean, like physically tough. Um, you know, challenging to win. You know, there, we'll go, we'll go challenging ways. to win first, and then we'll go physically tough. Um, I would say probably my most challenging fight was my fight with Anderson Silva. Um, mm. oh, I ended up not shit, winning yeah. that fight, yeah. but we went, we went three rounds and he won a decision and he beat the crap out of me pretty good. But, uh, I pulled my groin muscle real bad about 10 seconds into the first round. Oh shit. I shot Damn. a takedown and, and my leg like, and that wasn't, that wasn't pride, right? Uh, no, it was a, it was a show in Korea. I think they only did one or two. They called it gladiators, but oh, okay. similar pride look. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I ended up continuing to fight, but by the end of the first round, my, my leg was numb and I was kind of dragging it around like Frankenstein. So he just beat the crap out of me. So that was quite challenging. And Ross, like something to talk about these guys in the gym, just for anybody that like likes to fight, like everybody, everybody wants to think they're tough, you know, whether or not you serve in the military and all those things. And it's like, you know, I've been punching fucking bags for years and shit, but stepping in there with guys that are like Jeremy's level and them going at 30%. And sometimes like first in the gym, they won't even throw punches. They'll just do head movement on you and they'll fucking make you so tired without even throwing a punch. You're like, well, uh, fuck this. Career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like why I never got like guys at shows like on these local events that just want to pick fights because you don't know who the fuck you're going to be dealing with. I know. It really blows me away how many people think they're tough for zero evidence. Like never been in a fight, never thrown a punch, never been hit. You know, some, one of my favorite quotes is from Chopper Reed. You know who he is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, I love that movie. He goes and, and it was an advertisement that, he, that Australia ran against uh, crimes against women. Mm-hmm. And, and it's Chopper in jail. And he said, and his opening line is, 
I'm not a tough guy, but I've broken a lot of men that thought they were tough guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chopper's a great movie, by the way. I uh, Oh, that was a great movie. That was yeah, Eric was... Banna, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that was, what yeah. made him. That's what made him. Holy shit. That was a good movie, man. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a fun one. Uh, what, how, how's Chuck Liddell? Chuck Liddell was, was very, very tough. Uh, between our first and second fight, he somewhere found a lot of power. Uh, in our first fight, he didn't punch very hard. In our second fight, he punched very, very hard. Really? So, dropping, was, dropping those really? old right hands that he used yeah. to do? Yep. Yeah, the first, he hit me with one in the first round, square in the forehead. And uh, I don't really remember much of the rest of that round. <laughs> I kind of I regained focus midway through the second round. So. You were, but you uh, were the was, only one to cause one. Chuck to have a submission loss. Yep. What does Chuck say to you yeah. after that? Like right, right after that, what, what does he get up and say to you? Like fuck you, or Nothing. man, he that was, was asleep. <laughs> Did he go to sleep? Yeah, Did he yeah, go to he sleep? Asleep. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Chuck's a great guy. Um, we didn't really talk much after the fight. Obviously, you know, we we split up. Go back to we both got to get seen by the doctor and that kind of thing. So I never really ran into him until quite a while later. But Chuck's always been a great guy. Jeremy's one of the guys at the gym where like he did this the other day Evan he's sitting there and he's like on side mount because we're just fucking off because we've been done and he goes now you get to go to sleep and he just like rested a shoulder on one of my side of my neck not even like a full submission I'm like that's not a smooth and then my eyesight just went and then he let it back and he goes I'm like I'm, I'm good wow. I'm, I'm good it was that quick was, that's an artist yeah craft. dude it's a craft man like again I, I can't attest to like if, if someone's in Salt Lake City area dude you got to go to the gym it's fucking it's fun and it will humble your ass real fucking quick yeah because there's there's look there's bar fight tough and then there's jeremy horn tough where it's just like you'll get, ra you'll get raped afterward yeah yeah, um. yeah. He, i remember i remember somebody so one of the announcers asked him what he did to train and he was like well you know i just got drunk a lot and got in a bunch of bar fights yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of how chuck liddell seemed to me like whenever i saw him he kind of had like a beer belly you could tell maybe yep. he had a few back in the dressing room and then just came out and was like well fuck it we're gonna fight <laughs> man you look relaxed out there yep jack daniels in the coors light motherfucker <laughs> like yeah, All right. yeah. I, that's what it seemed like right like that's when it first started and i think that's what made him so popular initially what was like man is is he supposed to be back at roadhouse in an hour or like he's got some place to go that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. What do you, what, so what do you think about Ronda Rousey, uh, Jeremy? <laughs> uh, be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> As a whole, because she's taking a lot of heat you know, now that she's not, because, uh, you know, Dana White came on yesterday and said, look, she's, she's probably not going to fight again. Um, was she that good to begin with? One. Two. Uh, like, why, won't you, why wouldn't you come back? Or, or were you just saying, I, dude, I just, I'm just not good enough anymore? Um. It's hard to say. Everybody's perspective is a little bit differently. Um, and, and I deal with this all the time in the gym when I'm training guys. There's a different mentality. Like some people are, are born to fight and they love to fight. Um, and some people just like to win. And then when, I mean, they're, they're willing to take a little bit of a beating and they're willing to go through some adversity to win. But eventually when that adversity piles up too much, the win is not worth it and they don't want to do it anymore. And some people just love to fight. Um, and if you love to fight, there is no amount of adversity that can stop you from loving to fight. Yeah, that's what I believe. Gets, yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the fact you're still in a fight. That's a cool concept. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's the big difference. So Ronda Rousey is an incredible athlete, um, and she is very very skilled at what she does. But I don't really think that she likes to fight. Um, you can kind of see it in her demeanor when she when she starts getting getting pushed a little bit. You can kind of see it in her face. She kind of starts to doubt herself. Vanderlei Silva loves to fight. 
You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you hit that guy with a cinder block and drop him to his knees and he gets right back up and comes at you twice as hard. That guy loves, <laughs> that guy loves to fight, you know, and win or lose. He's like, look, this is the best day of my life. I get to fight today. And I think other people are just like, you know, I really want to win. And I kind of like fighting. I like beating somebody up. Right. But when I'm, you know, when I'm the nail instead of the hammer, I don't like it so much. That you makes know? absolute sense. Yeah. When's the it's, last, when's the last time you fought, by the way? Uh, it's been a couple of years now. Uh, I think it was November of uh, 2015, maybe. Oh, I need, all right. I, I, I got I got to get another one in before that two year mark. Can't yeah, yeah. And, and what would you go back to UFC or yeah, or yeah, what organization Bellator? Do you think? Um, I don't really know. Probably Bellator. Um, just because they're they're a little more free with their contracts and they're and they're you know they're dealing with the fighters. I don't know if you know I'll be 42 this year, so I still like to fight, but I don't know if I really have the uh, energy to really drive to try to get back to a title or anything like that. So I'd just be fighting to have some fun and. And beat some people up. So you know. the word "fighting to have fun." Uh. I just be fighting to have fun and beat some people up. Yeah, <laughs> God, I wish I could say shit like that. I really do. Like people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Violence. Well, you know, I, I know this. Place our Secretary where we can of Defense once that. said that he shooting people is fun. Who said that? Our Secretary of Defense. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't disagree with that statement. No, no, I wouldn't no. disagree with that statement. <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with like you know there are some gunfights that are fun. It's not. It's yeah, it's but like, that's more being shot at. When you're, when you're win, it's like the Ronda Rousey analogy yeah. made. When you're winning in it's war, it's awesome. super fun. When, you super when you're fun. losing, it's sucks. terrible. Really <laughs> bad. It sucks you, really bad. The ones when you have NVGs and PEC 15s, yeah. those are really good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like <laughs> hunting. It's like hunting retarded coyotes. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Oh god, hunting retarded. Coyotes. <laughs> the old. What's war like with lasers? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like hunting retired coyotes. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that should be TNBC's new slogan. Yeah. Use Hunt. our products. It's like hunting retarded coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Why? Hey, you know, Jer- Jeremy, why'd you choose Salt Lake City? Uh, my girlfriend's born and raised here, so we've been together for. Uh, who is also a pro fighter, right? Yes. Uh, when she was fighting, she was ranked number one at 125 and 135 both. Stunner. Yep. And it was actually, uh, number she one was, stunner. yeah, she was killing everybody and, and nobody really would fight her, but uh, she had a full-time job and two kids. So eventually when fighting wasn't paying the bills, because it was way before the, the Ronda Rousey era, she eventually just had to retire because it was just taking too much time for too little return. You know, she was crushing everybody. She retired at 13 and two. Wow, and, uh, you know, couldn't find any fights that would pay, and anybody that would fight. And- it, it's crazy you say that because you do see that like the heart of some of the older fighters, like in your generation, where it's like they there was no money involved. You're talking like back fighting in the UFC. Where we're talking like five grand for a main card performance, <laughs> if that. Yeah, when I fought Frank Shamrock, I got twenty five hundred to show, and had I won, I would have gotten another five thousand. No yeah, way! And Holy shit! And you're shit. talking two of the biggest names back then. Yeah. Holy fuck. Fuck, that's crazy. So, There's that's no that's not an incentive. That's like I hope I don't have to spend that on fucking exactly. stitches yeah. in a broken that, That's bus. like that's baseball right. players salary who wanted to fight because they love to fight. Yeah, god dang. Man. So hey, when you when you look at today, when you look at like the fighters that are out there today, uh you look at the the generational difference, you know, kind of how fighting has evolved in the last few years and can you even say has it evolved do you think it's changed has the fighting become more progressive i tell me what, what your thoughts are um, on just fighting in general i mean obviously uh, the the sport has progressed the fighters are are more skilled the training is a little bit more uh, dialed in and they kind of know what's going on you know we were cavemen back then just 
if something was difficult, do it until it wasn't difficult, you know, and then find something else. But now the training has gotten a little bit better. Um, but unfortunately, the, the fighters, for the most part, have gotten weaker. Uh, Explain that to me. Uh, b- because now, I mean, I get people walking into the gym, like flicking a cigarette right as they walk in the door and going, okay, I'm ready to start. I've dedicated my whole life to this. How long do I have to train before I get a fight? And how much do I get paid for that fight? Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm like, dude, you're a joke. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want somebody that, that wants to train because they love to train. And if fighting is something that falls in your path, then great. And if you end up making money at it, that's even better. But I want you here because you love to train and that's your goal. Right. And that used to be the sport. You know, everybody trained because they love to train and they're like, oh, hey, I can go fight. I'm and actually you're, you're going to yeah. pay me to do it. That's even better. Now you get people that are getting into the sport for the express purpose of making money. Hmm. Well, in the limelight, I mean, there's a lot of popularity that goes along with MMA. It's kind of superseded boxing at this point, mm-hmm. I would think. That kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier. If your goal is anything other than I want to fight because I love to fight, then your goals are not, you're, you're going to get broken easily. I mean, we, everybody thinks they want to do MMA. They want to do this because they think it's an easy career. I want to fight for a living. It's easy. Well, it's not. You know, when you get your teeth knocked out, the 500 bucks you made for that fight is not worth it. You know? You know, I might have a fight coming up with those guys with Josh and I said we'd fight because Tim really? Kennedy, remember Tim oh, Kennedy yeah. responded to yeah, the... Yeah, was it Deadspin or Dead something like that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because they were like, anybody that, that supports Ted Cruz, I'll step in the fucking octagon <laughs> right now. And then Tim Kennedy goes, I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was great. And then they were called out, Ranger Up called out their, their all the writers and their staff. And so we jumped on it and said, yeah, I'll fight. That's That's fun. fucking That's cool fun. as shit. Yeah, I was the head editor of, of Dead Jeremy, so you're on that. board, Jeremy? Absolutely. Jeremy's on Team Black Rifle. Look yep. at that. All right. Like, yeah, no but, but I, hey, he hands. hasn't responded, though. You he won't even use, use your hands. hands. That's fucking rad. God, wouldn't that be awesome to just to see Jeremy fight with his hands tied, both of them behind his back, just beat the fuck out of somebody? God, I'd really, I would fucking pay to see that. Like, that would be incredible. That's another thing, you know, when you once you start training for a little bit and you kind of realize where you know, where the, the level actually is, it's, it's ridiculous. Really? I mean, if you give me a guy that's 6'2", 250 pounds, that's a reasonable athlete, he probably punches pretty hard, even if he doesn't know anything. But your average person that doesn't have any training, it's a joke. I'll let you punch me right in the face. I, I, it doesn't matter. Right. They don't understand the mechanics. They don't understand, you know, how, how, to, how to even clench your fist. It's a joke. That's, that's a, that's a yeah. cabbage move where he'd be like, bro, I just tuck my head and hurt their fist. And I'm like, yeah, but it's with your head. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're a man of bronze toughness. Yeah. Well, do, do you know, know cabbage, I can, Jeremy? I can, I can relate. I've met him a couple of times. I don't know him real well, but I've met him a couple of times. He's on the show with BJ as well. They're a good group of guys. Yeah. BJ's a great guy. I like him. He's another one. Old school fighter. Loves yeah. to fight. Right. Yeah. Doesn't same really care same what, thing. What yeah, that was a, that was a that bad loss the other night. Yeah, it was. That's, that's Shit happens. We still love them. You know, you're, you know, they say the, the, uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, you still want to fight. Your mindset's still there. Your technique is there. But sometimes your body right. just starts slowing down a little bit and can't quite get it done. It sucked. Father yeah, time is undefeated. Like, like, it's interesting because, like, you know, knowing Jeremy for the last couple of years, we've gone out, done some shooting together. He's a, he's a very accomplished shooter, too. Yeah. Uh, he always carries a pistol. So the good thing about that is, is, like, don't think that there's there's a weak point in Jeremy that you might be able to sneak up on, on no. him in the back end. Because well, he, he, not... he will beat you the fuck up or he'll 
he'll shoot, shoot you in you. the face. Dude, when we went out, went out to Ready Man, the first time I met Jeremy, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to have some fun with this guy because it was like asserting dominance. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a shooter. And then he pulled out his pistol from the jaw and just ting, 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 and ran the pie plates. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to fuck with that because if I have an off day, I'm going to yeah. get fucking shown up. <laughs> Shit. Is he that yeah, good? Always, he, no, very, he's very, great. Very good shooter. Yeah, he's a very good shooter. He's very accomplished. He's a, he's a competitor. That's the thing that, like, I, you know, I like to be, I like to compete. I like to compete. I really like to fucking step up on the line, like compete against people. It's fun for me. I win or lose, like I've had fun because I know I can fucking throw down, but not being a, a fighter in any capacity in the sense of like, sure, I know how to throw a punch and I know how to defend myself. But if I can't like dedicate enough time and energy into something to be good at it, I just was like, fuck, dude, I, I can't even like begin to scratch. Well, people so. with that competitive spirit tend to be successful in any right in, in their life because like him God. as a shooter, because he's competitive as a fighter, yeah. a business owner and things like that. And that's been one of my main frustrations getting in the gym more now is like, spar these pros guys they make you look like a bitch and i'm so competitive that i just get so frustrated with myself like why am i not winning i'm fucking 220 and fit and i just fuck i'm I'm the same way on the shooting range yeah i mean like i'm i'm a good shot but i there's better and i look at people i'm like well you know i'm a second and a half out of the holster and this guy's one second and this guy's half a second like i'm i suck i i want to be there i want to be that good i want to be that guy what made you want to start doing it without a military background uh, I mean, what, what American boy doesn't fun. love guns? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, that really was, you know, all it was. I just, I've always loved guns and I've always been a, been a shooter. And, and to me, I mean, I suppose there is an element of, of the whole macho thing with guns, but really, you know, I have some friends that ask me that, you know, they want to go to the range all the time. And like, I don't want to go to an indoor range. It's not fun for me anymore. No, I don't no. like, I'm, horrible. I'm, I'm no longer interested in the loud bang of a gun. It, to me, this is a skill. I want to take that bullet and put it right where I want it as fast as I can. And that's what is challenging to me. I don't, I mean, I don't care about the gun being loud and people are like, Hey, I got this new fully auto such and such. You want to shoot it? I'm like, nah, I don't care. Yeah. I just, I want, I want to get good with my tools. It's just a challenge to, to master a skill. And the fact that it happens to be shooting to me is just incidental. Well, and I think you were out at that uh, deliberate dynamics thing with uh, with Jeff and those guys, right? No, Did you I go missed down? That oh, you didn't go down the there videos, but yeah, because once you get into like a force on force scenario driven shooting experience, you'll never. It, it, it's like you can't even go to a static range yeah, because it's, it's so fucking boring. But once you actually learn how to fight in the house or you know in, against somebody in a, a scenario, that's the fucking that's mm-hmm. the bee's knees. And you really start to see, okay, well, this is where my draw stroke really is. These are, it really starts to pull apart all the weaknesses Absolutely. in your training. You start to see, okay, I can't move. I'm frozen on my feet. I stick in the fucking holster. You start to see every one of your cracks, right? It's just like sparring, I would imagine, where you, you got you to gotta fucking throw down. And Dude, if sim- you don't, if you're just punching a mannequin... Bro, you're only going to go Dude, so the far. the similarities yeah. between fighting and shooting I found are insanely the same because like you're out there on a static range like you're talking about and you're just boom, boom, boom. You see all those people that can yeah. put fucking holes and holes and nice, nice in the target. The second you get them moving and shooting, it's a completely different thing. It's the same thing of like, I thought it was decent because I could hit a bag and I knew like striking somewhat technically and then you throw that like, okay, let's do that while we're moving while someone else is trying to punch you. You fucking fall apart. <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing you yeah. see with like, not maybe not three gun shooters but some other guys are like oh i can shoot you put 
you put them moving from a holster, oh. mag changes, having to shoot from yeah. different positions, they fall apart. Oh, I put three gun guys into scenarios where, yeah. where we're just fucking tuning them up. And when I say that, it's like simunitions hurt. They hurt like a yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> and so I, I put a competitive three gun, like one of the, the best guys in three gun, uh, put him through a, a bunch of scenarios a few years back. And I won't say his name because it was, it was like super embarrassing because the dude can't, could not shoot against people that were shooting at him. It was almost impossible for Polly him. Polly Shore. And it, it, be, <laughs> yeah. We'll it, call it, him Polly Shore. Well, he didn't, yeah. he, he's a competitor. He likes to shoot, but he's not a fighter. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And so you've got guys with, like Jeremy was talking about where they're, they like, they're, they're there for the violence. You know, I mean, I hate to be cliche and say that, but it's like, man, it is fun and it is fun to fucking hurt people that are trying to hurt you. It's, it's really fun. So I can't emphasize enough. Like I love, I, I worked in that environment for so long, just running scenarios and fighting against dudes with Sims that it's not paintball. <laughs> it's not because it hurts. No. And it's Paint- tactics driven. Yeah. It's, it's just a totally different experience. And you throw in some fucking punches in the middle of that. Yeah. Damn, bro. That is a sweet tasting experience. It's fun. Mm, God, it is Other fun. than a sim in the ass, like the ass cheek, that's a motherfucker, dude. That is. Yeah. That, I'm not a fan of that face. Oh, God. And ass. The last I, time, yeah, the last time we did that, I had. I fucking was number one in the door and got shot point blank range and then tackled by a guy in a red man suit. So then the next iteration, I didn't want to go in that door. No. <laughs> no. That wasn't fun. No. The, this guy. I, uh, I greatly hesitated going in. <laughs> yeah, I used to go. There's a place called the Direct Action Resource Center that's not Darcy. part for them, Darcy. And Jeff Martone, who's the instructor for CrossFit kettleball, kettleball, kettlebells, he's doing, he's been doing that for years. He was the uh, he was the aggressor, and the dude can like like I, I can't even imagine what a punch from you feels like, Jeremy. But this dude, it felt like a bolt of lightning was going through my body. He's one of the single most like I guess strongest fucking dudes I'd ever been around. Like we'd been punched, and especially when you get this fucking padded equipment on, you're like, oh whatever, fuck it. It still hurts, but it didn't like shake you to the core of your DNA. We're like, I don't like that. I do not like that. I do not like that. I do not like green eggs and ham or being (laughs) fucking punched by fucking homeboy Jeff Martone. And uh but it tunes you up to the point where you're like, I gotta get on the fucking gun and get on this thing early. And that was like one of the pivotal points in my life where I was like, I want to be such a, a artisan of, of, of weapons that go bang and keep distance between me and people that can fucking go hands on. That's all I want to like, I'm just going to dump all my time and energy into being like this dude that can wield carbines, pistols, and frags. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Cause I don't want to be in this fucking room, like trying to fight two or three different dudes, but that's my, stupid i like it the world i like it i like it hey evan i got a weird question for you uh yeah. what's the what's the difference between shooting in cold weather versus hot weather and is there is there a, a preference yeah fucking shooting hot weather man shooting in cold weather when you got cold hands and like you got to bundle up and you can't really like get into the experience like i'd much rather shoot in hot weather and if i could t-shirt no you know, yeah, there's there's some complications in like long long range precision with different yeah. weather stuff, but I never did that. I I like the heat, man. Like, yeah. Give me give me a Hawaiian shirt, 
Fuck yeah. You know, give me a Hawaiian shirt, some fucking shorts, a speed belt, some flip flops, and Come let's, fucking, me, let's make that steel ring, let's buddy. Party. <laughs> That's when the guys, when you're kind of cheating, the guys, they wear like the, the see through mesh vest for, for uh, you know, concealment on the, uh, on the competitions. Yeah, no. Like, I, w- I want to see it under a t shirt, you know, an appendix, or four o'clock, whatever. You know, yeah. These guys that put on the little, the little vest back, all right, it's concealed. Uh, not exactly not really some people were like making a little fun of me because when we did uh try standing on on this flag that video i was out there in board shorts and sandals on the range running the fucking ar i'm running around like Mm -hmm. a psycho but i was like i don't give a fuck what it would get tagged by some brass and burn me a little bit like and if i take a piece of fucking lead from the steel tower gate it's gonna go through any pants i'm wearing so i'm gonna eat it no matter what as long as my eyes are good i'm good uh there was one day when i was in mosul and the sergeant major yelled at me because my sleeves were rolled up yeah. And I just scowled at him and rolled them back down. And then as soon as he was in, as soon as he went back in his striker, I rolled him back up. Well, later that day we got into a scuffle and I had the 240 on that back mount. And the first three rounds of brass that I, that I hit off went down my sleeve and burned my arm. <laughs> and I jumped down the hatch and was screaming and trying to get him out. And then I was like, Sergeant Major, you win this round. <laughs> you, win this <laughs> you win this round. I was going to say, you might have been better if you, if you had no shirt on. The brass just hit you and bounce off. Right, yeah. Rather than get stuck inside a shirt. True. You win this true. round, Sergeant Major. That's the girls that never that wear the low cut shirts. They catch one right in the titties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I'll get I've that got, for you with my mouth. I've got like three scars around my neck from fucking brass, either flipping out of dudes next to me on the range and landing in my collar, or I had a piece of 50 cal brass come out of the turret ooh, and fucking land on shit. the side of my neck. Yeah, it's nice. You can still see it. Oh, it's, shit. It's like, that yeah. is a nice little burn you yeah. got there. <laughs> yeah. that ooh, that solid. one sizzled. <laughs> yeah, yeah that sat you. on there for a while. I'll tell you what. Uh, that was one of the reasons I started wearing a helmet because <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> you did not like that. I did not like that experience one bit. When you have a frying pan next to your fucking cheek, uh, that's not as that's not a good it's not a good experience. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna start using that term in life now. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I learned I don't like that. I've been reading my three year old a lot of green eggs and ham, so I'm just kind of in that. You know, I do not like green eggs and ham. You know, she's fucking way into it. So. I was gonna say that was an obscure reference. It makes sense that you were reading uh, yeah, a book. Yeah, so but if all children talk like that, it would be an easier word. World, wouldn't it? Like if everybody totally. just talked like that. I don't like that. Okay, great. I don't, I don't, like, I don't that. like that. Dogs lay eggs. And I learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, kids, let's get to the drinking bro of the week, shall we? All right. The drinking bro of the week has been submitted by Zach Durham, Eric Totel, Jacob Bixler, John Kincaid, Kevin Talley. Damn. All these people. Damn. Damn. I've, I've been listening to the podcast since its inception. I always look forward to hearing the story behind the drinking bro, bro out of the week. Today, I ask you to me- recognize Matt Urin. Hurin. Urin. Uh, it's it's U H R I N. So, Matt, if we, yep. if we said urine on accident and it's not urine, I don't, um, yeah. I don't know the guy personally, but in my mind, he is a patriot we should all aspire to be while on his route working for FedEx. Matt witnessed a group of spineless, spineless fucktards attempting to set a fire to the American flag on the sidewalk. Thanks to his two true patriotism and love of, Ameri- of America, Matt confronted the gutless cowards with a face full of fire extinguisher, putting out the fire and retrieving old glory before anyone could react. Uh, we did get a photo yesterday of Matt wearing the try standing on this flag oh. from almost a year ago. 
No shit. Yeah. How he, how did he how did he get that? Did you guys send that He's been a drinking bro Dude, yeah. since the beginning. You're yeah, kidding. So, no, Ooh. Ross. So we Jared's like, oh, we should call the 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 guy, the the FedEx guy, Matt. And I was like, wait, you know him? And we call him, and then he's like, holy shit. We're like, what's up, man? He's been a drinking bro and a supporter of everything we've been doing for a good minute now. So what? it was fucking super fucking cool that he went out there and did that, man. Yeah, and cheers, yeah. Matt. We FaceTime so, with so him and everything. He wears the shirt that says "Try standing on this flag," and then when he sees it in public, even though he's on, he's working and wearing his work uniform, he stops it. Yeah, fucking awesome. That yeah, yeah no, no. This story has gone completely yeah. viral. Uh, <laughs> this guy's gone viral, and everybody online was wondering uh, because there was a rumor that he might have gotten fired for it, but he didn't. No, no. Didn't, FedEx right? came back and said. He currently works for FedEx, and that's not going to change. Yeah, they don't plan on, on his employment. <laughs> so good. I that, was I, awesome. that story was everywhere. I can't believe he's a drinking bro. That's fucking awesome. It's a little refreshing, right? Not to just fire a dude for right. fucking being a patriot. So yeah, good know. on you, Matt. So cheers, Matt. Fucking A, you Matt. Drinking, cheers. cheers. You're a drinking bro of the week, and I'll tell you, you're a contender for the brosman. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people <laughs> nominated him for the brosman. Yeah, so we will, yes, we will have him as the first contender of 2017. Wow. Which, uh, an update on the trophy. Yes. Um, it is at the bronzer now. They're finishing up the, the cast for it, and then they will produce uh, two of them. Uh, the first one that, that will go to Jimmy. Jimmy Long. Long. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jimmy. And, and Jimmy will be invited the day that we name 2017s to pass it along, and then the second one, We'll we'll go to Dave, who created the trophy itself. You know, so he he created it for us under the guise that he gets gets want to have one to put on his mantle. That's Boom. great. When when are these going to be ready? Uh, I would say in the next two weeks we'll probably have one. Oh fuck yeah! I'll be there next week, man. If it's if it's there next week, I'd love to get my hands on it. Just love to to, to touch, touch it in touch real it. life. Yeah, touch me, touch me, say sorry. Yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, well, Jeremy, thank you so much for have for coming on the show, brother. Thanks for having me. And if you want to plug the gym one more time, please do. Uh yeah, it's Elite Performance or ElitePerformanceGym.com. We're in Sandy, Utah. I'm there every Saturday, open gym at eleven. If y'all want to come down and punch faces with me and get get the gym and check it out. Yes, Tim Marchman. He's talking about you from Deadspin, uh, the editor of Deadspin. Why don't you get down to the gym and take on <laughs> Matt could, and Jeremy? I think I could fuck that dude up with one hand. I need I need one hand. Give me the jab or the cross. I got it. There you go. That's is that right need. or left? Is that right or left, Matt? Which one is it? Well, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it depends on my stance. You know, I'll go. Oh, there's an intelligent <laughs> oh, answer. Shit. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's ambidextrous. Uh, awesome, Jeremy. Thanks for being here. This is a fucking fun show. Uh, for Jeremy awesome. Horn, for special me. guest. Go to his gym. Go train with him. Uh, let him kick the fuck out of you. Uh, Mr. Jared Taylor, Evan Hafer, Matt Best. I am Ross Patterson. We are out of here. Good night, drinking brothers. Love you guys.